One of the things I get asked most often is how do you know where to start? When you have a house full of rooms that you are just itching to change, that are driving you absolutely bonkers, that you want to refresh, or hey, get a bulldozer <laughs> and start from scratch, where do you start? Do you start by choosing paint? Do you start by removing floors? Do you take a sledgehammer to the walls? Do you buy a couch? What, what do you do? So today, that's where our conversation is going. Where do you start? And hint, hint, you don't start by doing any of the things I just mentioned. You definitely don't start by choosing a paint color. You definitely don't start by buying the couch. So put away your credit card and sit back and take some notes because you're going to want to know why this one thing is pivotal for making your home look and feel cohesive. Look and feel put together and look and feel like a reflection of you and not some picture that you just found on Pinterest. All right, friends, enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Hey, have you heard? Fig and Farm at Home has a newsletter. When you receive my newsletter, you are my design bestie and design besties are privy to all kinds of perks. One of them, being the vault. The vault opens only two times a year and it is opening tomorrow. It only stays open for a week. And if you are a part of my newsletter, if you're my design bestie, you're going to have access to all of the teeny tiny mini courses that are offered inside of the vault. A lot of those courses compiled together to make up home design 101, but you don't have to wait for that. You don't have to buy the big course in order to have access to things like how to paint furniture how to sew a pillow, how to decorate your table that is worthy of all of those Pinterest party pictures, how to style a bookshelf and other flat surfaces, and how to finally, once and for all, understand your unique design style. Because friends, you really can mix farmhouse and boho. You can mix nautical and traditional. Removing the big boxy labels that are floating around in all of the magazines, in all of the TV shows, in all of the places is only making you more confused. So if you've been wondering how you can finally understand what your design aesthetic is so you can tap into your confidence and decision making so that you can beat the overwhelm, you're going to want to make sure that you are subscribed to my newsletter. Send me an email at hello at figandfarmathome.com or pop into my DMs on Instagram at figandfarm. All right, friend, do you have your notepad out? 
Do you have your pencil? Are you ready to take some notes so that you can know what the one thing that is truly the most important place to start is when you're designing your home? Here we go. The very most important thing that you can do is take a little bit of time to understand what it is your design style is, to understand your unique design aesthetic, how your personality is intertwined with the things that you like and the things that you choose time and time again, so that you can continue choosing them, so that you don't have the outliers that are sitting on your shelf, staring at you going, neener, neener, neener. (laughs) You don't belong here. When you can finally understand and explain what your design style is in more terms than Ray Dunn farmhouse, are you picturing all of those Ray Dunn cups and bowls and spoon rests and all the things that have the farmhouse word written on them? If you can explain in more detailed terms what your aesthetic is, you're going to be in tune with that the next time you go out and about shopping. Some of us get so stuck in this idea that we want to make the refresh happen and we get our credit card, we get in the car, we go and we buy the thing that is so cute but we're missing the very first step because that thing that is so cute, unless you are honed in to what your design style is and how that is infused with your personality, that thing, yes, it could be very cute, might end up being the bully that brings down your room's cohesiveness. It might be. And until we understand and can name what our aesthetic is, our design style is, and I use those terms interchangeably. I like the word aesthetic because it is so much more nuanced than design style. When we think about design style, we really think about the things that are, that are the big global design terms. We think about traditional, Victorian, we think about transitional, contemporary, modern, but then even more nuanced than that, we think about terms that are used like cottage, country, farmhouse, boho, nautical, and not one of those is your name. Not one of those is Danny. When you walk into my home, I want you to think, oh my goodness, this looks like, this looks like me. That is the biggest compliment anyone can give me when they walk in and they say, I see you in your space. I see the reflection of you on the walls in the artwork. I see the reflection of you on your bookcase. And they might not say that specifically. They might not have that feedback for you specifically in those specific terms. But the idea is the same. This looks like you. When that is reflected, you have learned your design aesthetic. But how do we do that and not buy the hodgepodge of stuff? How do we do that and not have what looks like I don't know. Does this go together? Does it look willy-nilly? Is it eclectic, but in a good way? (laughs) Because eclectic could be your style. How do we do that? You take a little bit of time in order to learn it. You put down your credit card and you have patience. And I mentioned in the, the introduction, the vault is opening tomorrow. And inside of the vault, we have all of these teeny tiny mini courses that are inside of and embedded into my big home design course. And inside of the big home design course, these are the chapters, these are the modules, these are the sections. And the, the section we spend the most time on is, you guessed it, learning your unique design style. And there's a system to it. There's a system I developed that is so in-depth and there's no way I can explain it to you in a 20-minute podcast episode. So if you find after listening to this episode that you are wanting more, that you're finally wanting to 
really become a student of design so that you can have a home that looks as cohesive as the pictures you see on Pinterest. Not the exact replica, because that's never our goal, but you want it to look and feel like a space that you're proud of. Learning your design style is the ticket to that. And that little mini course is available in the vault starting tomorrow for one week. Okay, but here we are in a nutshell. This is what you need to be thinking about when it comes to learning your aesthetic. It is all about the details. And so that is our word today, detail. The word I'm going to have you write down in a vertical line, detail. The D stands for don't get boxed in. There are no rules that say that if you lean towards a mid-century furniture line, you like that, that you have to have an entire house full of mid-century furniture. There is no rule that says that just because you like to collect Hummels, that you need to have a more traditional home. You can mix old and new. You can mix traditional and modern. You can mix nautical and boho. In fact, mixing the two is where the nuance comes in. Mixing the two is where your personality really shines. But if you get boxed in, kind of like in that example I gave with the Ray Dunn accessories, when you have all of the farmhouse and it's explicitly farmhouse, it is overtly farmhouse, when you have all of that boxed in, you misuse this idea of the label. You, your home becomes the label rather than you. So allowing yourself the flexibility and the freedom in order to not get boxed in, to scribble, to draw, to color outside of the lines, it is absolutely okay. But here's the trick. There are a little bit of rules and a few guidelines in order to make those scribbles, the things that you have drawn outside of the lines, that colored outside of the lines, in order to make those go with the things that you're bringing into the room, there are rules that you need to use in order to make sure that those things go together. So coloring outside of the lines, you absolutely have permission to do that, but they still need to tie in. They still need to make sense. They still need to have a place. And that leads us to the E for a discerning eye. Because knowing which things that you've taken that are outside of the box, what are the elements that make those things live in a nice harmony, cohabitating together in a very cohesive way? What are the elements that allow those things, even though one might have been purchased in Nautical Shop USA and the other in farmhouse factories while the other one was in mid-century Motown, how do you make sure that all of those things tie in nicely? Having that discerning eye to understand what those elements are is going to be the glue that binds it together. How is it possible that if I tend to like nautical over cottage, how is it possible that I'm able to bring in nautical in such a way that doesn't look so nautical, but it looks more me, and I can also marry the mid-century furniture? How do I do that? You do that when you have the discerning eye that picks up on and takes note of all of the teeny tiny little elements of the pieces that you have already vetted, that you have already purchased, that you fell in love with. Without an understanding of those little elements, what you end up with is shopping trips that end in frustration with returning purchases time and time again, 
with standing in your room's entry and thinking something doesn't feel quite right, or I'm not quite sure that this goes here, or why do I always make a mistake with my purchases? When you're not sure what those little design elements are that tie everything together, there's a lot of wasted time and a a lot of wasted money and so much frustration and decision overwhelm. Because let's face it, we are surrounded constantly with choice. And choice can be a very good thing if you know how to use it well. But it can also be really debilitating. It can also be incredibly tiresome and frustrating. Not to mention annoying. (laughs) As you start to really take note and have that discerning eye over what those design elements are, it is super critical for you to take notes. Yep, there's the T in our detail. I want you to take notes of what those things are so that when it comes time to making the decisions, when it comes time to gritting out your credit card and standing in the long line, you are ready. You have, you have your notes ready and available for you to double check so that you don't waste any more money, so that you don't waste any more time, so that you can be confident in your decision-making. And pretty soon, what is going to happen is as you flex those decision-making muscles, you're not going to need the notes anymore. As you understand and you get in tune with your discerning eye, you're not going to need the notes as a guideline. You're not going to need the notes as a helping tool while you make those future decisions. Because What happens is we get the refresh, we get the room all nice and ready, we do it on our own, we ask a friend, you hire someone, however you get the room that you like, and then you reset. If you are not in tune with what your aesthetic is, you have a very pretty room, but you don't have the tools in order to make the change when your pillow breaks or your dog pees on your curtain (laughs) and you have to get a new curtain. Whatever happens in life, and you have to reset, if you don't have those tools and that foundation, you're back at the same place. You are back at square one. And we know just by the the nature of consumerism that things change quickly. If your favorite place to shop is Target and you go into Target in the fall, we know that the inventory in Project 62 or Nate Berkus or Hearth and Hand or wherever, whichever little brand within Target you like to shop at, we know that those things change constantly. And that is a very good marketing strategy, isn't it? The constancy is going to help you to make the decisions to think, oh, that's cute. I want to bring it home. But you don't have that foundation in place if you don't have the discerning eye to know what design elements you are attracted to. If you don't have not taken the notes in order to remember what the design elements are, not just that you can recognize cute versus not cute, you're going to stay in that same hamster wheel of decision making that is based on nothing other than the whim to purchase or the whim to refresh or the need for something without it being double, double checked against the design element that you've identified. And this leads us to the A in detail, because when you are really certain of your design aesthetic, you can identify the design elements, the teeny tiny little details. You know, you've got the discerning eye, you've got the notes. When you go shopping because you're ready for a refresh or your curtain has been broken or whatever it is, you can with confidence walk past and appreciate, there's your A, appreciate all of the other things that you think, oh, these are so cute, but they're not me. These are so cute 
and they don't need to go into my cart. These are so cute and I can appreciate that they would look really, really, really well in maybe Susie's house down the street or Sarah's house around the corner, but they don't really fit my aesthetic. They don't really belong in my home. Though they're cute, they don't belong there. When you're understanding and you can identify what your what your aesthetic is, what those teeny tiny little details are that make up you, your personality, your style, you can with confidence say no to bringing home the thing that wouldn't make sense or to understanding the idea that, yeah, this is cute and yeah, I am taking a risk and yeah, I do want to step outside of my box here, but how does this thing that is cute How does it tie back into, you can double check, how does it tie back into all of the little design elements that I've identified as me? But this is one of those keys that really gets lost in translation. This is one of those things where I've seen working with clients where I, they get so excited and we started to make a plan and we've started to make progress and then they start going shopping because that's the fun part, right? It really is. When you are excited to get a refresh and you see some of the ball moving, but you're not quite certain, you're not quite steady on your feet yet in order to make those decisions confidently, this is where the wheels fall off the wagon because we recognize this is so cute. I love this. I know this is cute. This falls, this marks all of those boxes that tell me I like it. I might need it and it being very general, like a piece of art or a clock or lamp or something. But how many times have I worked with a client who have checked those boxes, brought it home, showed me, and I said, no, this doesn't, this doesn't check the boxes against your aesthetic. It doesn't check the boxes against your design elements. It doesn't check the boxes in those ways. Yeah, it's cute, but it's not for you. Yeah, it's cute, but it's not quite the right fit here in this space. Yeah, it's cute, but you better go return it. Learning your design aesthetic helps you to appreciate all of the things that need to stay in the store (laughs) and will ultimately save you time and save you money and help your home to continue looking and feeling cohesive. All right, and that leads us to I, and that is inventory. Taking inventory of what you currently have in your home and being able to say, this actually doesn't quite, now that I have an understanding of what my aesthetic is, what those design elements are that make up my design design style, my personal unique design style, these things don't quite belong. And being able to really take that fine tooth comb and identify and inventory the pieces that are kind of bringing down your home style, that are kind of bringing down the way that your home is acting cohesive, that is looking cohesive. But without a true understanding of your design style, without a a true understanding of those design elements that make up your design style, taking inventory is very similar to going to the store and shopping willy-nilly because you can identify it as cute, not cute, fun, not fun, and it's very general rather than specific. And so without the understanding, you might you might be able to, to weed out a few things here and there. You might be able to declutter, but if you're really wanting to take inventory, you need to take stock of first what it is that you are drawn to based on their design element, what it is that you are constantly 
coming back to time and time again and remove the items that no longer fit that bill. And then finally, we have L leaning in, leaning in and embracing this idea of what it is that makes your design style unique to you, how it infuses your personality. And once you can identify it, once you can understand it, once you have taken those notes and you have the discerning eye, you develop so much more confidence. You can walk into the paint store and you can say, I don't need to be distracted by all of these beautiful, vibrant colors, but I can really understand that I want bright and airy, for example. And these are the things that are going to get me bright and airy. Or you can do the same thing when it's time to pick out an area rug. I can really appreciate the idea that these fun, vintage-looking rugs are beautiful and lovely, but they aren't me because what is really me is bright and bold and colorful. When you understand those things, you can lean into and embrace the things that infuse your personality with the design elements that you're drawn to. And when you're able to do that, when you're able to flex that muscle, you develop design confidence. You take away the decision-making fatigue that has kept you stuck all those years. You take away the second guessing and the wondering, does this look right? Will this work? You take away all of those questions that have kind of plagued your shopping experiences when you've gone to refresh a room before. You take it away because you have developed and nurtured the design muscles based on understanding what your unique design aesthetic is. Friends, in a nutshell, when you are trying to create a home that looks and feels cohesive, it is all about the details, all about understanding what details matter to you, what details you are drawn to, what details are important to you. If you're ready to dive in and learn a little bit more and really embrace the understanding of what your unique design style is, if you've been wondering how to start, where to start, in refreshing your home because you're ready for a new space, learning your design style, your unique design style, not what everyone tells you you should like, learning that is the very most important step you could take. And whether you do it based on listening to the podcast or whether you do it by going into the vault and buying the little mini course, which is actually a very good, (laughs) it's not so many, it is homework. There's lots of homework involved. Whatever way you decide to do it, I encourage you to, to lean in, to dive in, to take understanding the things that you're drawn to as important. Because if your main goal is to create a home that you love coming home to, a home that delights you, a home that you're proud to, to bring your friends home to, if that is your main goal, it all starts with learning your aesthetic, learning your design style. And that design style should not be named boho. It should not be named industrial. It should not be named farmhouse, traditional, transitional. It should be named whatever it is your name is because it should reflect your personality. So friends, that vault is open. It is open from May 19th to the 26th. And if I did the math right, that is one week. You'll have access to the vault if you're on my newsletter. If you'd like to join the newsletter, all of the details are in the show notes. Until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. 
And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.